Nehemiah chapter 11 Now the leaders of the people settled in Jerusalem. The rest of the people cast lots to bring one out of every ten of them to live in Jerusalem, the holy city, while the remaining nine were to stay in their own towns. The people commended all who volunteered to live in Jerusalem. These are the provincial leaders who settled in Jerusalem. Now some Israelites, priests, Levites, temple servants and descendants of Solomon's servant lived in the towns of Judah, each on their own property in various towns, while other people from both Judah and Benjamin lived in Jerusalem. From the descendants of Judah, Isaiah, son of Uzziah, the son of Zechariah, the son of Emariah, the son of Shephatiah, the son of Mahalel, a descendant of Paris, and Maasiah, son of Baruch, the son of Kolhosi, the son of Haziah, the son of Adaiah, the son of Joyarib, the son of Zechariah, a descendant of Shelah. The descendants of Paris who lived in Jerusalem totaled 468 men of standing. From the descendants of Benjamin, Salu, son of Meshulam, the son of Jewit, the son of Pediah, the son of Kuleiah, the son of Masiah, the son of Ithiel, the son of Yeshiah, and his followers, Gabai and Sarai, 928 men. Joel, son of Zikri, was the chief officer, and Judah, son of Hasenua, was over the new quarter of the city. From the priest, Jediah, the son of Joerib, Jakin, Seraiah, son of Hilkiah, the son of Meshulam, the son of Zadok, the son of Merioth, the son of Ahitub, the official in charge of the house of God, and their associates who carried on work for the temple, 822 men. Ediah, son of Jeroham, the son of Peleliah, the son of Emzai, the son of Zechariah, the son of Pashur, the son of Malkaijah, and his associates who were heads of families, 242 men. Emeshasai, son of Ezrael, the son of Asai, the son of Meshilimoth, the son of Immer, and his associates who were men of standing, 128. The chief officer was Zabdiel, son of Hagedolim, from the Levites. Shemaiah, son of Hashub, the son of Ezrikam, the son of Hashabiah, the son of Bunai. Shabetai and Yozabat, two of the heads of the Levites who had charge of the outside work of the house of God. Mataniah, son of Micah, the son of Zabdi, the son of Asaph, the director who led in thanksgiving and prayer. Bakbukiah, second among his associates, and Abda, son of Shamua, the son of Galal, the son of Yeruthon. The Levites in the holy city totaled 284. The gatekeepers. Akub, Talmon and their associates who kept watch at the gates, 172 men. The rest of this, the Israelites with the priests and Levites were in all the towns of Judah, each on their ancestral property. The temple servants lived on the hill of Ophel and Zaiha and Geshpa were in charge of them. The chief officer of the Levites in Jerusalem was Uzai, son of Benai, the son of Heshabiah, the son of Mataniah, the son of Micah. Uzai was one of Asaph's descendants who were the musicians responsible for the service of the house of God.
The musicians were under the king's orders which regulated their daily activity. Pethahiah, son of Meshezabel, one of the descendants of Zerah, son of Judah, was the king's agent in all affairs relating to the people. As for the villages with the fields, some of the people of Judah lived in Kiriath Arba and its surrounding settlements, in Dibon and its settlements, in Jekazil and its villages, in Jeshua, in Molada, in Beth Pellet, in Hazashuan, in Beersheba and its settlements, in Zyklag, in Mekona and its settlements, in Enrimen and Zorah, in Jamuth, Sanoa, Adulam and their villages in Lachish and its fields, in Azekah and its settlements. So they were living all the way from Beersheba to the valley of Himnom. The descendants of the Benjamites from Geba lived in Michmash, Aijah, Bethel and its settlements, in Anatoth, Nob, Ananiah, in Hazor, Rama and Gitaim, in Hadid, Zebuim and Nebalat, in Lot and Ono and in Geharashim. Some of the divisions of the Levites of Judah settled in Benjamin. Nehemiah chapter 12 These were the priests and Levites who returned with Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and with Joshua. Sariah, Jeremiah, Ezra, Amariah, Maluk, Hattush, Shekaniah, Reha, Meramoth, Ido, Genethon, Abijah, Majamin, Moadiah, Bilga, Shemaiah, Joyarib, Jediah, Salu, Amok, Hilkiah, and Jediah. These were the leaders of the priests and their associates in the days of Joshua. The Levites were Jeshua, Binuai, Kadmiel, Sherebiah, Judah and also Mataniah, who together with his associates was in charge of the songs of thanksgiving. Bakbukiah and Unai, their associates, stood opposite them in the services. Joshua was the father of Joachim, Joachim the father of Eliashib, Eliashib the father of Joida, and Joida the father of Jonathan, and Jonathan the father of Jadua. In the days of Joachim, these were the heads of the priestly families. Of Zariah's family, Merariah. Of Jeremiah's, Hananiah. Of Ezra's, Meshulam. Of Emeriah's, Yehohanan. Of Maluk's, Jonathan. Of Shechaniah's, Joseph. Of Merim's, Edna. Of Merimoth, Helkai. Of Ido's, Zechariah. Of Genethon's, Meshulam. Of Abijah's, Zechariah. Of Miniamins and of Moadai's Piltai, of Bulgas Shamua, of Shemaias Jehonathan, of Joarib's Matanai, of Jediah's Uzai, of Salus Kalai, of Amok's Eber, of Hilkiah's Heshebiah, of Jediah's Nethanel. The family heads of the Levites in the days of Eliashib, Joadiah, Johanan, and Jadua, as well as those of the priests, were recorded in the reign of Darius the Persian. The family heads among the descendants of Levi up to the time of Johanan, son of Eliashib, were recorded in the book of the Anna. And the leaders of the Levites were Heshabiah, Sherebiah, Jeshua, son of Cadmiel, and their associates who stood opposite them to give praise and thanksgiving, one section responding to the other as prescribed by David, the man of God. Mataniah, Bakpukiah, Obadiah, Meshulam, Talmon, and Akub were gatekeepers who guarded the storerooms at the gates. 
They served in the days of Joachim, son of Joshua, the son of Josedek, and in the days of Nehemiah, the governor, and of Ezra, the priest, the teacher of the law. At the dedication of Jerusalem, the Levites were sought out from where they lived and were brought to Jerusalem to celebrate joyfully the dedication with songs of thanksgiving and with the music of cymbals, harps, and lyres. The musicians also were brought together from the region around Jerusalem, from the villages of the Netophetites, from Beth Gilgal, and from the area of Jeba and Esmeweth, for the musicians had built villages for themselves around Jerusalem. When the priests and Levites had purified themselves ceremonially, they purified the people, the gates, and the wall. I had the leaders of Judah go up on top of the wall. I also signed two large choirs to give thanks. One was to proceed on top of the wall to the right toward the Dung Gate. Hoshea and half the leaders of Judah followed them, along with Azariah, Ezra, Meshulam, Judah, Benjamin, Shemaiah, Jeremiah, as well as some priests with trumpets and also Zechariah, son of Jonathan, the son of Shemaiah, the son of Mataniah, the son of Micaiah, the son of Zakur, the son of Asaph, and his associates, Shemaiah, Ezrael, Mylalai, Gilalai, Mai, Nathanel, Judah, and Hanani, with musical instruments prescribed by David, the man of God. Ezra, the teacher of the law, led the procession. At the fountain gate, they continued directly up the steps of the city of David on the ascent to the wall and passed above the site of David's palace to the water gate on the east. The second choir proceeded in the opposite direction. I followed them on top of the wall together with half the people past the tower of the ovens to the broad wall, over the gate of Ephraim, the Jeshana gate, the fish gate, the tower of Hananel, and the tower of the hundred as far as the sheep gate. At the gate of the guard they stopped. The two choirs gave thanks, then took their places in the house of God. So did I, together with half the officials as well as the priests, Eliakim, Maasiah, Menayamin, Micaiah, Eloenai, Zechariah and Hananiah with their trumpets, and also Maasiah, Shemaiah, Eleazar, Uzai, Jehohanan, Malkaijah, Elam and Ezer. The choirs sang under the direction of Jezrahiah. And on that day they offered great sacrifices, rejoicing because God had given them great joy. The women and children also rejoiced. The sound of rejoicing in Jerusalem could be heard far away. At that time men were appointed to be in charge of the storerooms for the contributions, first fruits and tithe. From the fields around the towns they were to bring into the storerooms the portions required by the law for the priests and the Levites, for Judah was pleased with the ministering priests and Levites. They performed the service of their God and the service of purification, as did also the musicians and gatekeepers, according to the commands of David and his son Solomon. For long ago, in the days of David and Asaph, there had been directions for the musicians and for the songs of praise and thanksgiving to God. So in the days of Zerubbabel and of Nehemiah, all Israel contributed the daily portions for the musicians and gatekeepers. They also set aside the portion for the other Levites, and the Levites set aside the portions for the descendants of Aaron.
Nehemiah chapter 13. On that day the book of Moses was read aloud in the hearing of the people, and there was found written that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever be admitted into the assembly of God, because they had not met the Israelites with food and water, but had hired Balaam to call a curse down on them. Our God, however, turned the curse into a blessing. When the people heard this law, they excluded from Israel all who were of foreign descent. Before this, Eliashib, the priest, had been put in charge of the storerooms of the house of our God. He was closely associated with Tobiah, and he had provided him with a large room formerly used to store the grain offerings and incense and temple articles and also the tithe of grain, new wine and olive oil prescribed for Levites, musicians and gatekeepers, as well as the contributions for the priests. But while all this was going on, I was not in Jerusalem, for in the 32nd year of Artaxerxes, king of Babylon, I had returned to the king. Sometime later I asked his permission and came back to Jerusalem. Here I learned about the evil thing Elisha had done in providing to buy a room in the courts of the house of God. I was greatly displeased and threw all Tobiah's household goods out of the room. I gave orders to purify the rooms and then I put back into them the equipment of the house of God with the grain offerings and the incense. I also learned that the portions assigned to the Levites had not been given to them and that all the Levites and musicians responsible for the service had gone back to their own fields. So I rebuked the officials and asked them, Why is the house of God neglected? Then I called them together and stationed them at their posts. All Judah brought the tithe of grain, new wine and olive oil into the storerooms. I put Shelemiah the priest, Zadok the scribe, and a Levite named Pedaiah in charge of the storerooms and made Hanan, son of Zakur, the son of Metaniah, their assistant, because they were considered trustworthy. They were made responsible for distributing the supplies to their fellow Levites. Remember me for this, my God, and do not blot out what I have so faithfully done for the house of my God and its services. In those days I saw people in Judah treating wine presses on the Sabbath and bringing in grain and loading it on donkeys together with wine, grapes, figs and all other kinds of loads. And they were bringing all this into Jerusalem on the Sabbath. Therefore I warned them against selling food on that day. People from Tyre who lived in Jerusalem were bringing in fish and all kinds of merchandise and selling them in Jerusalem on the Sabbath to the people of Judah. I rebuked the nobles of Judah and said to them, What is this wicked thing you are doing, desecrating the Sabbath day? Didn't your ancestors do the same thing, so that our God brought all this calamity on us and on the city? Now you are stirring up more wrath against Israel by desecrating the Sabbath. When evening shadows fell on the gates of Jerusalem before the Sabbath, I ordered the doors to be shut and not opened until the Sabbath was over. I stationed some of my own men at the gate so that no load could be brought in on the Sabbath day. Once or twice the merchants and sellers of all kinds and goods spent the night outside Jerusalem. But I warned them and said, Why do you spend the night by the wall? If you do this again, I will arrest you. From that time on, they no longer came on the Sabbath. Then I commanded the Levites to purify themselves and go and guard the gates in order to keep the Sabbath day holy. Remember me for this also, my God, and show mercy to me, according to your great love. 
Moreover, in those days I saw men of Judah who had married women from Ashdod, Ammon and Moab. Half of their children spoke the language of Ashdod or the language of one of the other peoples and did not know how to speak the language of Judah. I rebuked them and called curses down on them. I bet some of the men and pulled out their hair. I made them take an oath in God's name and said, You are not to give your daughters in marriage to their sons, nor are you to take their daughters in marriage for your sons or for yourselves. Was it not because of marriages like these that Solomon, king of Israel, sinned? Among the many nations there was no king like him. He was loved by his God, and God made him king over all Israel. But even he was led into sin by foreign women. Must we hear now that you too are doing all this terrible wickedness and are being unfaithful to our God by marrying foreign women? One of the sons of Joida, son of Eliashib the high priest, was son-in-law to Sanballat the Horonite, and I drove him away from me. Remember them, my God, because they defiled the priestly office and the covenant of the priesthood and of the Levites. So I purified the priests and the Levites of everything foreign and assigned them duties, each to his own task. I also made provisions for contributions of wood at designated times and for the first fruits. Remember me with favor, my God. Esther chapter 1 Now in the days of Ahasuerus, the Ahasuerus reigned from India to Ethiopia over 127 provinces. In those days... When King Ashwaris sat on his royal throne in Susa, the citadel, in the third year of his reign he gave a feast for all his officials and servants. The army of Persia and Media and the nobles and governors of the provinces were before him, while he showed the riches of his royal glory and the splendor and pomp of his greatness for many days, 180 days. And when these days were completed, The king gave for all the people present in Susa, the citadel, both great and small, a feast lasting for seven days in the court of the garden of the king's palace. There were white cotton curtains and violet hangings fastened with cords of fine linen and purple to silver rods and marble pillars and also couches of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement of porphyry marble, mother of pearl and precious stones. Drinks were served in golden vessels, vessels of different kinds, and the royal wine was lavished according to the bounty of the king. And drinking was according to this edict, there is no compulsion. For the king had given orders to all the staff of his palace to do as each man desired. Queen Weshtai also gave a feast for the women in the palace that belonged to King Ahasuerus. On the seventh day, When the heart of the king was merry with wine, he commanded Mehuman, Bitha, Habuna, Bigtha, Ebagatha, Sitha, and Karkis, the seven eunuchs who served in the presence of King Ahasuerus, to bring Queen Vashti before the king with the royal crown, in order to show the peoples and the princess her beauty, for she was lovely to look at. But Queen Vashti refused to come at the king's command delivered by the eunuchs. At this, the king became enraged and his anger burned within him. Then the king said to the wise men who knew the times, for this was the king's procedure toward all who were versed in law and judgment, the men next to him being Kashina, Shethar, Ad Admatha, 
Tarshish, Meris, Marcina, and Memucan, the seven princes of Persia and Media who saw the king's face and sat first in the kingdom. According to the law, what is to be done to Queen Vashti, because she has not performed the command of King Ahasuerus delivered by the eunuchs? Then Memucan said in the presence of the king and the officials, Not only against the king has Queen Vashti done wrong, but also against all the officials and elder peoples who are in the provinces of King Ahasuerus. For the queen's behavior will be made known to all women, causing them to look at their husbands with contempt, since they will say, King Ahasuerus commanded Queen Vashti to be brought before him, and she did not come. This very day, the noble women of Persia and Media who have heard of the queen's behavior will say the same to all the king's officials, and they will become tempt and wrath in plenty. If it pleases the king, let the royal order go out from him, and let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes, so that it may not be repealed, that Vashti is never again to come before King Ahasuerus. And... Let the king give her royal position to another who is better than she. So when the decree was made by the king is proclaimed throughout all his kingdom, for it is vast, all women will give honor to their husbands, high and low alike. This advice pleased the king and the princess, and the king did as Memucan proposed. He sent letters to all the royal provinces, to every province in its own script, and to every people in its own language, that every man be master in his own household and speak according to the language of his people.